Hello, and welcome to another episode of Nostalgic Mystery Radio. I'm your host, Stevie Kay, and it's my honor to bring you the radio shows of yesteryear. For today's episode, I bring you Father Brown, episode titled The Honor of Israel Gal, where Flambeau and Father Brown help Scotland Yard investigate the peculiar death and burial of the late Israel Gal. So sit back and relax, and I hope you enjoy this Nostalgic Mystery Radio. Thank you for listening. The Father Brown Stories by G.K. Chesterton. We present the honor of Israel Gow. Adapted by John Scottney, with Andrew Sachs as Father Brown. Very sour look, sir. Don't you care for the pea broth? The pea? Oh, the pea broth. The soup. Oh, no, no, it's excellent. Oh, have I said that? <laughs> the pea broth, Father, is what you English call the bag Oh, it can say so. Yes, I'm afraid I was thinking a bit gloomy. It's a slum clearance business. You see, you invite me up here to Glasgow to talk at your conference, and heaven knows why. Except, I suppose, I'm a Catholic, but, but I work in the London slum. And, and then for two days we talk and talk, and well, now it's over, and nothing. We've done nothing. The tenements, and the despair, the physical and spiritual desperation. I am sorry. Oh, we weren't introduced. McCandlish, Superintendent McCandlish. Oh, Brown, Father Brown. Father Brown. Now, would you know Jimmy Bagshaw, Father? Inspector Bagshaw. Oh, yes, yes, I do know him. I say, Piper, uh, must pipe in the haggis, you know. Man's for a man for all that. Hmm? I know. Oh, here, here. Father, you look as though you could do with a couple of days of good fresh air. And I have on my hands a mystery that's baffling me. It might be just up your street, and it would rest your mind a bit. Could you spare a couple of days? Yes, well... Uh, Let um, me try to intrigue There's an old castle, a mad laird, his deaf, solitary servant. I hope it doesn't include a murder. I've been involved with two murders recently. Your haggis, sir. Oh... Oh, yes, thank you. <laughs> yes, um, how do you eat this? <laughs> With a claymore in one hand and a ski and do in the other. Father, as for your question about murder, it might, but equally there could be no crime at all. Well, 
Electricity, if possible. Yes, yes, it is. I thought you would be, uh, seeing as you're the only one to get off the train. I'm Sergeant Johnson. Oh, how do you do, Uh, Let me take your bag. Thank you so much. Uh, You're wise to bring an umbrella. The superintendent asked me to meet you. Oh, yes, he was right about the air, wasn't he? (laughs) Somehow, you know, I imagined Bradgrave Castle would be up north in the Highlands, not here in the south. Not at all, sir. That nonsense that all Scotland's romance is up there. (laughs) Sir Walter Scotland, he knew better. And here on the borders of Scotland, in the great abbeys, Jedburgh Mulrose, the border wars, the forest of Ettrick where the Bruce wintered his armies. I am Ettrick archers who died like heroes on Flodden Field. You'll know the pipe tune, sir. Yes, you're a local man, sir. <laughs> that I am, sir. It, the Johnsons, like the Red Grahams, both old riding families. Yes, it's a strange name, Red Graham. It's a corruption of Red Graham. Red Willie Graham, the reaver. Oh. He built the castle. The pony and traps just here. Ah, uh, your ticket, sir. What? Oh. Oh, yes, yes, of course. Now, wait, uh, just a moment. I have, um... Oh, yes, yeah. Thank you, sir. Mm. Uh, very good, sir. Thank you very much. Yes, please. Uh, I'm here. Thank you. Bye. Oh, my. Uh, your umbrella. Oh, yes, mustn't forget. Thank you. Oh, yeah. <sighs> yes. Well, now, what I don't understand is... Superintendent McCandley said that the present Earl Radgrave simply disappeared in the last week, wasn't it? Oh, that's it. Disappeared, believed dead. Oh, Get up there. Uh, uh, Mind you, he always was a recluse. We never saw him from one month to the next. Yes. Uh, and he's just the one servant, old Israel Go, and he's deaf as a post. Always has been, and a wee bit strange. Way up. Uh, Israel was a gardener, cook, groom. Everything. Oh, what exactly happened? Well, last week, Israel came into the village, gibbering in the way he has, and dragged the provost and the minister, uh, Mr. Baker, that is, <laughs> over to the castle. <laughs> and, uh, well, it seems as Israel had taken on himself another job. Oh, which was? Grave digger. Oh. There was no sign of the laird, and Gow took them to the old ruined chapel that's inside the castle and showed them what looked like a fresh dug grave. <laughs> On, boy. Of course, they uh, couldn't get any sense out of Gow, and nobody ever can. I telephoned the superintendent. He came down himself, and he's just got permission to disinter the corpse. That is, if there is one. But that wasn't the only thing. Well, you'll see. Here's the castle now. Oh, yes, it's a grim place, isn't it? Aye, <laughs> built on fear and blood, as the old ballad says. Oh, dear, fear and blood? Oh! <clears throat> ah, thank you. Right, okay. <clears throat> now, am I... Am I to stay here at the castle, Sergeant? Yeah. Oh, not at all, sir. I wouldn't wish that on anybody. Uh, no, no. You and the superintendent, you're both staying at Mrs. McDonald's, at the fishing inn in the village. Oh, yes. It's a cosy wee place, and she's a good, cheery body, is Mrs. McDonald. Good, good. Right, uh, here we are. I've got the key here. Uh. 
Good afternoon, gentlemen. Oh, oh Superintendent, you're back already. Here we are, sir. One papish priest oh, delivered as requested. Uh, Father Brown, welcome. I'm yes. sorry I couldn't travel down with you. Oh, not at all, not at all. Sergeant Johnston here has been telling me some of the local history. Uh, uh, he's a great man for that. And no doubt he told you that we poor Highlanders are not a patch on the covenanting lowland plain. Well, well, if you call these hills lowlands, I'm not sure I'd wish to try the highlands. <laughs> oh. Father Brown? Well, how strange. Uh, what, Father? Well, I was just putting my umbrella in the stand when I saw these things. The bamboo canes with splintered tops. Oh, that's nothing, sir, compared with some of the other weird things in this house. Aye, aye, that's very true. I just put the kettle on to mash some tea. Whilst we're waiting for it, I might as well show you some of the other curiosities. Oh, yes. Uh, we'll try the great hall first. Yes. Through here, Father. Thank you. Uh, oh, uh, this... Half latest. Who's gay steady? Well, you seem to have found a geological museum here, Superintendent. All these gemstones and what have you lying about. Well, the one thing we have discovered here, Father, is that the old laird was some kind of maniac. Oh? Ah, here, just listen to Sergeant Johnson's list of the things he found lying about in the house. Well, we'll need a candle. You notice the twilight early in here, with only the musket ports for windows. Have you found any candles among your oddities? Aye. As a matter of fact, we have. Twenty-five candles, and not a trace of a candlestick. They're just behind you, sir, on the mantelpiece. Oh, uh, I get them, yes. Oh, what's this little heap of brown dust? (laughs) Oh, Oh, it's snuff. Aye, snuff, Father. There's piles of it all over the place. Uh, Here, I'll light the candles. I'll stick them in these old bottles. Oh, dear. Yeah, that's it. It's a drafty old place, this. I've got the inventory here. Yes. Everything that was found, loose and unexplained, in the castle. First item. A very considerable hoard of precious stones. Ah, yes, Nearly there. all diamonds, mm-hmm. and all of them loose, without any setting whatever. <laughs> the Rat Grahams would seem to have kept their family jewels loose in their pockets, like coppers. <laughs> Second item. Heaps and heaps of loose snuff. Indeed, Not yes. kept in snuff boxes, but lying loose on mantelpieces, the sideboard, the piano. Third item. Here and there about the house, little heaps of minute pieces of metal, wheels, cogs and springs, as though a mechanical toy had been gutted. A fourth item, the candles, with nothing to stick them in. Of course, Father, I've got a few ideas of my own. Hey, Sergeant, the kettle must be boiling by now. Aye. Well, Father... Jimmy Bagshaw swears you have a genius for solving mysteries quickly. I was your second, gentlemen. Oh. It's fresh out of the Graham water today. Mrs. MacDonald, that was indeed a very proper bit of poached salmon. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Aye. Poached in more senses than one, I'll be bound. 
Father, did you know it was written into the indentures of the castle servants that they wouldn't have to eat salmon more than three times a week? Because <laughs> the salmon was the common thing, is it? That'll oh, do, Sergeant, that'll do. That's enough local history. I'll buy you a glass if you hold your peace. What? Will you take one, Father? Oh, yes, that would be very nice. Well, we'll take it in the bar, Father. Yes. This way, Father. Oh, yes, thank you. Thank and you, you can clean away now, Mr. McDonald. And thank you once again. Yes, sir. For all the golden crest and Ah, you're in good voice tonight, Jimmy. I'll get to the drinks. You know, Father Bird, there's an old song about the laird's best-known ancestor. Though it's not very flattering to him. Oh, really, I'd like to hear it. Would you? Will you give us another song, Jimmy? What's that? Robbie, another glass for Jimmy. Yeah, he's the worst, Mr. Johnson. A glass for the singer. What will it be, then? Talk of the side. Uh, no, Jamie. Yes, the board, the widow's lament. And neither will her red Willie Graham, oh. who pays the piper. Oh, I know. One singer, one song. Oh, I am a adored Willie Graham. Always be a tisserader's red blood, her red flame. Spear, fire, and flame while he reaps his red gold. And with fear and with blood, builds his castle of power. And as the green sap to the green cemetery, as the red, red gold to red woolly. Oh, he'll bring ye burn, he'll bring ye him. The deals in kindness will he grin. Oh, he'll bring ye burn, he'll bring ye him. The deals in kindness will he Oh, they had a terrible hunger for gold, the red uh, what the uh, he, For gold. Oh, yes. I suppose that was your idea, Johnson, the musical interlude. Oh, no, 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 it was mine. The devil's own kin, yes. But why all the references to fire and blood? Well, you'll know the word blackmail, Father. Yes. I'll wager you didn't know it came from these parts. Oh, no, please. It means black rent. And Willie Graham and his cousins, the English Grahams, they were the leading exponents of it. If you didn't pay, they burnt first your barn, then your house. If you did pay, they protected you from the other reavers, like the Johnsons, for instance. I will spare me, spare me, Sergeant. I'm going outside to finish my cigarette. It was said that in the whole of the debatable land, no one paid or asked for proper rent. In fact, the good Bishop Rad Graham, he was one no, of... No, no, excuse me. Uh, good... Bishop Radgrave? <laughs> Aye, aberrations do occur, even in the worst of families. The bishop said if he could find just one man in the debatable land who took his exact due and no more, he'd give him all the gold in the Radgrave coffer. And needless to say, he didn't find one, so he cursed a lot of them with the great cursing. I curse their heed and all the hairs on their heed. I curse their face, their in their mouth, their nose. Your wife will curse you if you don't get home, Johnson. It's a strange night out there. 
Still no rain, but you can feel the storm ready to break any moment. Now, home, Johnson. Don't forget, we have to be the resurrection men tomorrow morning. Aye. Aye. Good night, gentlemen. Oh, good night, Sergeant. Thank you so much, Sergeant. Uh, Resurrection men? Ah, yes, Father. We have to dig up the corpse in the old chapel. Resurrection men was the name they used in Edinburgh for the body snatchers. Men like Burke and Hare, who used to... Oh, so help me, it's catching. I'm starting to sound like Johnson. (laughs) I'd best get to bed. (laughs) Good night, Father. Six. At last I've started. I must apologize, Father. Oh? I didn't invite you down here to play Ludo in a damp, drafty castle with two bored policemen. Oh, why? Why did the weather have to break today? Bad enough having to dig up a weak old corpse without having to do it in this. You sure it'll clear by this afternoon? Aye. It always does. Sub. Oh, another six. Could you not find a pack of cards anywhere in the castle, Johnson? No, sir, just the Ludo. The laird wouldn't have cards in the house. He disapproved of all forms of gaming. Unlike his forebears. Yes. Four. Unlike his forebears. You know, he was obsessed by them, but uh, he hated them for their evil ways. The only one he resembled was the bishop. Ah, yes. Tell me, why um, why have we seen nothing of Israel Gow, the deaf servant? Oh, but we have seen him. He was digging potatoes outside his cottage when we came from our station. We tried questioning him by writing down the questions on a piece of paper. But it seems he can hardly read or write. Really? I wonder how his master communicated with him. How did he come to work here? Ah, that's a curious tale. Oh, too. It was when the laird was already becoming a wee bit strange. Israel was a boy. He wasn't quite so deaf then, but he was still a, a solitary child. Very religious. Oh, a yes. good Presbyterian. Uh, most of us are around here, but he was the... Uh, anyway, one day, this deaf and seemingly senseless child brought the laird a telegram that had gone astray. Uh, Israel lived in a village about a dozen miles away. The laird, now, he was never a very generous man in small things, though he gave a good deal to charity. He gave the boy a new farthing, or so he thought. Mm-hmm. Uh, later, he realised he'd given him not a farthing, but a sovereign. <laughs> in the middle of the night, he was knocked up by this deaf idiot, and it was a night as rough as the weather is now. <laughs> he was so impressed, he took the boy in. Yes, he brought the sovereign back. Look, no. Nineteen shillings and eleven pence, three farthings. Aye, keeping the farthing he was owed. Oh. Are you sure it'll clear up, Sergeant? Father! Father! Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. 
there's a prayer proper to these occasions. I was just reciting it to myself. Uh, would you like a glass? Oh, no, no whiskey, thank you. Here goes. Oh, that's tough. Here, let me help you, Johnson. Now let's get the lid up. Oh my god! My god, my god! hell in here. Oh, yes, some more candles. Oh, we're getting through them pretty fast. Oh. Never mind. We need as much light as we can get. I can't understand it. There was no head. Why did the corpse have no head? Well, it certainly doesn't seem to fit into an idea I was thinking about. Now, did you say there was some evidence I haven't seen? Oh, yes, yes, of course. Completely went out of my mind. And it's one of the reasons I asked you down. Uh, would you show Father Brown the missiles, Johnson? Aye, sir. They're, uh, they're over here. Missiles? A Catholic missile. Aye, Father. I thought the old fellow was a Protestant. Aye, he was. But uh, these are rather special, you see. They, they date back to the late Middle Ages. But uh, I don't know if it's relevant. They seem to have been mutilated. What? You see, the, the illustrations, the illuminations, you call them. Yes, ma'am. Aye. Oh. Oh, now, this is serious. Yes. This is not spilt snuff or loose pebbles. They might be there for a hundred reasons. Aye, aye. There's only one reason for this being done. It goes down to the roots of the world. It will, Father. Look here. In every place, look here, where the great ornamented name of God appears in the old illuminations, and there... It's been elaborately taken out. Ah, sure it has. And you see, the only other thing that's been removed is the halo round the head of the child Jesus. Aye. Before that business about the head, and more particularly before I saw this, I thought I had an answer. A mundane enough answer, but now... How did that song go? The devil... The dealer's own kin. His own kin, yeah. But why the head? Aye, why the head, Father? All I can think of is that when the Knights Templars were suppressed, they were accused of some evil practice involving a head. Now, that is interesting. The Templars never were suppressed in Scotland. Oh, what can it mean, Father? Then, it could mean... It could mean that the great devil of the universe may be sitting on the topmost tower of this castle at the moment, as big as a hundred elephants and roaring like the apocalypse. Father Brown? Father Brown, are you there? Are you there? Doesn't seem like it, Superintendent. No, he wasn't at breakfast. You'd best use your pass key, Mrs. McDonald. Oh, I wouldn't. Want it's all right. I'll take responsibility. Very well, Superintendent. I'll go first. Well... Come in, come in. It's all right, it's nothing. Everything's neat and tidy. But no priest. Another mystery. 
Now, I must be getting to the castle for him to meet Sergeant Johnson there. If Father Brown should turn up, you'll tell him. I will. I hope he's all right. Johnson, Aye. have you searched the castle thoroughly? Aye, sir, there is no sign of Father oh. Brown. Where can he be? Sir, do you know anything about exorcism? Exorcism? But you don't think... Well, what else do you... I don't know what to think, Superintendent. Look, look there, you see? Coming up the path. It's there with a the bucket. Oh, for heaven's sake. But who are those two with him? That is strange. The tall man with a beard, that's a Mr. Dacre, the minister, but the other fellow with him, he's safe. Malcolm Cochran, the piper from the village. Father Brown! Uh, yes. Mr. Dacre! We have searched everywhere for you. We were worried sick, man. I really am so sorry. I'm... Well, I should have thought of telling you. Well, that. Father, we've been... I, I'd no intention of worrying you. It's just that it's such a beautiful morning after the rain. <laughs> oh, oh, no, you decided to go out and pick mushrooms with Mr. Baker and Malcolm. Oh, well, Is that what you got in that bucket? Uh, hey, let's have a look. Oh, well, um... Oh. Oh, my God, what's... It's not a pleasant sight, is it, Sergeant? It's not, Mr. Dacre. You see, I should have warned you. Israel Gow, he had it uh, in his meat safe. Here, let me see. Oh, oh it certainly isn't a pleasant sight. Uh, well, there's no doubt now. It's murder. Look at the state of that jaw. How did you find the head, Father? Oh, Gow told me where it was. But he told you? Oh, yes, yes, we had a long chat. A chat? Yes, he thinks it'll be a good year for potatoes. Oh, come along, Father, a chat. Oh, I see what you mean. Yes, how did we speak? Well, with our hands. Deaf and dumb language, you see. I find it very useful in my work. It, it, it was invented by a priest, in fact. You know, you know, you're quite wrong. It wasn't murder. The old Earl died a perfectly natural death. What are you doing here, Mr. Dicker? Oh, Father Brown came to see me. I, with his grisly burden... All his old cow wanted the head buried with the rest of the body. He insisted there should be a lament played. So we went and got Malcolm. If you don't mind now, I'd like to get the service over with. I have other duties today. Aye, right. This way. This way. Tell me, Father Brown, what made you think of deaf and dumb language? Oh, well, Mr. Dacre, you see, I thought um, the master and servant must have been able to talk somehow. And so I decided to pop over and see Gao and try, and it worked. <laughs> it seems the old Earl learnt it from a book and taught Gao. But did he explain about the snuff, the jewels, and all the other things? Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> you yourself said the Earl was obsessed by his family's past. Aye. Well, in Gao, he found the one man who fulfilled the old bishop's requirement of taking only his exact due. The one farthing out of the sovereign, yes? So he carried out the bishop's promise and left that man all the red grain gold. Uh, gold. Are you sure, Father? Oh, I've seen the will. And, of course, that's exactly what Gao took. The gold snuff boxes, but not the snuff. The gold candlesticks, but not the candles. Uh, yes, the gold tops of the walking canes, but not the canes uh, themselves. Uh, the, the gold watch cases, but not the works. The gold of the rings, but not the jewels. The gold leaf. Yes, and here I, I confess I made rather a fool of myself. Aye, aye. Yes, the gold leaf from the illuminations in the missiles. <laughs> well, here we are. We shall change our vile body, that it may be like unto his glorious body, according to the mighty working, whereby he is able to subdue all things himself. Malcolm, 
Malcolm! Aye, sir. Father, I meant to ask you, why did old go cut off the head and remove the jaw? The Earl had a considerable number of gold teeth. Uh, Gao had to take the head home to remove them. He saw he made rather a mess of it. I'm surprised he's not here himself, Gao. Oh, no, no, no. Now, when I told him there'd be five of us, he said he wouldn't. He doesn't like crowds. In fact, he asked me to bury the head quietly myself. And I said no. Why, Father? Well, it would be a pity, wouldn't it? When the dead are raised on the great day of judgment... If the Earl was a Protestant from the neck down and a Catholic from the neck up. In The Honour of Israel Gow by G.K. Chesterton, the part of Father Brown was played by Andrew Sachs. McCandlish, Henry Stamper, Johnston, Graham Blocky, Mrs. MacDonald, Ellen McIntosh. Old Jamie, James Bryce. Dacre, David Sinclair. Barman and waiter, Guy Holden. Other parts were played by members of the cast. The piper was Brian Supple. The Honour of Israel Gow was adapted by John Scotney and directed in Bristol by Alec Reed. Mystery Radio presentation. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please feel free to like and rate this podcast on your favorite app. Also, there's a Nostalgic Mystery Radio YouTube page for your perusal to subscribe to. You can contact me by emailing me at nostalgicmysteryradio at gmail.com. I hope you have a blessed day or evening. And again, thank you for listening.